Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. God, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for showing us the things to come, Lord, and just allowing us to see your grand plan, Lord, and allowing us to be a part of it, Lord, and being willing to show us, Lord, and just asking us to be a part of it, Lord, and allowing us to actually walk in it. And Lord, I also just thank you for blessing us abundantly and also giving us the ability to help those around us, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. You know, it's, a, I'll say, a wonderful privilege to be able to study the Word with each and every one of you. Whether you're here in, in the studio or you're listening online, you know, it's we're definitely honored and blessed to have you with us and that we're all learning and growing together. Amen. 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 So this morning we are going to continue in chapter three, covering verses 16 through 19. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. For who having heard rebelled, indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that he would that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Hmm. All right, I know it's just a few verses, but there is a lot in there that the Lord is mentioning. So want to open the floor, as is our custom at this time, and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Something interesting to note here, when Paul is asking these questions, in verse 18, when he says, "Who, to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did know, uh, not obey, there are two things that we have to look at look at here one it wasn't god keeping them out of his rest because he didn't like them or he didn't want them to be a part of his kingdom or a part of his family as you read in revelation 22 promise in the previous episode there would by no means enter anything that causes a lie and all the people that love and practice a lie would also not have their part in the in the kingdom of heaven but also in the promised land, the natural place that God had for them. Because if they were dwelling and their heart was on lying and deceiving and cheating, they would have ruined it for everybody else that really genuinely wanted to enjoy God's goodness, like Joshua and Caleb and Moses and Aaron. Now we see that Aaron uh, died on Mount Horror or something like that. And Moses was on Nebo because he he disrespected the Lord Jesus at the waters of Meribah when he struck the rock instead of talking to it like he was supposed to. But then also for the other side about the people who did not obey, 
it was he they could not enter in and the lord something about the lord he did not exclude other people so what do i mean by this he didn't make it where joshua and caleb couldn't go in and enjoy the promised land because the rest of the people were acting wickedly and the rest of the people were choosing not to believe in the lord so we see that the lord's justice in this as well he allowed joshua and caleb to experience the promised land because they had a heart after him he didn't punish those two because the other whatever number it is the three million minus two believed the uh did not believe the lord and didn't want to trust him he didn't lump them all in the same group and said well because the majority of you said no then all of you uh bear the consequences of sin and have to experience this he gives to each one according to his works so we see that god is also merciful and good in this so i know for my own life sometimes when there's trouble afoot i thought i was being punished be or disciplined because the boys had done something wrong and it was actually something in me that needed to be corrected and worked out so i was never being punished as my immature mind thought it was or being disciplined because the boys were doing something they weren't supposed to it was because i was doing something that i wasn't supposed to be doing so we see that god as you mentioned in the previous episode mommy he looks at the hearts and he knows the intention of what each person is doing so these people that missed out it was because they they really had no intention of going in to begin with as you said mommy they had the gold jangling in their ears and around their necks when they came out of egypt they were just waiting for the prime time to enact the sin that was festering in their hearts and that's why they missed out not because the lord just didn't want them to be there mm -hmm. if god didn't want them there he would have never given the invitation we see in James that there's no variation or shadow of, of turning in God. There's no wishy-washiness. There's no duality. There's no double-mindedness. There's no evil in God. So he's very clear. He has no, he does not need to extend an invitation. He doesn't operate by guilt and politeness. He is just and he is good. So he invited them because he wanted them to be there, right? He's invited all of us to partake of the kingdom. Now, in his wisdom, he fully understands that all will not accept his invitation, but he doesn't withhold the offering of it simply because they will not choose. He gives everyone the opportunity to partake of him and to fellowship with him because he does not desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and experience everlasting life. But he fully intends that his kingdom will be purified of sin. Now, we'd already talked about the promised land as a type and shadow of heaven. And so what he desires in heaven will be the perfected because that's that's the true part of it, that the everlasting or eternal part. The promised land in the natural we know is going to not perish. last forever. It's going to perish and um, it will not remain. So why the Lord is who he is is because he has a standard uh -huh. and so the standard of not winking at sin is that's his eternal standard and he fully intends to purify the sin and the contamination of sin if you will from the final kingdom which we read in revelation the end of revelation 21 and in revelation 22 but there's something that you um you said um, back in Genesis, when the when the Lord came to Abraham to give him an opportunity to intercede for Lot, who was in Sodom and Gomorrah, and the Lord, um, knowing Abraham and wanting to give the opportunity to save Lot, 
this topic comes up and Abraham uh, said to the Lord, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Mm-hmm. Well, I like that the question is placed there because it gives us an opportunity to see God's purpose and his motives. It wasn't Abraham going, look at this God because you forgot, you don't remember. But God came there for the very purpose that the righteous would not be destroyed with the wicked because Lot's decided proximity, Lot should have fleed. But yet he did not because he wasn't fully aware that today was the day, right? That the measure of sin was heaping up to such a regard that the entire um, region was pulling down condemnation or judgment upon themselves. And he saw righteous Lot, as we see him referred to later um, in, in the New Testament, he knew that righteous Lot, even though he's righteous, doesn't mean he knew everything. And it doesn't mean that he was perfect or flawless in all of his judgment and behavior. So righteous Lot should have gotten himself out of there, but he hadn't, but God still wanted to show him mercy. So he had to come to an intercessor because a human had to give him permission because he's already set up a way and a dominion and a way and authority that things would operate in the earth. That we have say over what happens in our life. And when we have a a kindred relationship, we can offer grace and be a vessel for the Lord to move through on our loved one's behalf and other people who may ask us to pray for them. So he came because he did not want to destroy the righteous with the wicked. And actually, you could go a step further because when the Lord is talking to Abraham or Abram at the time, he says the, the report or the cry has come up to my ears and I have come to check it out. Hmm. So you could go a step further and even say Lot was one of the ones, if not the one, crying out. As, as you brought up, it says how righteous Lot was tormented mm-hmm. by all the abominations going on around him. Right. And he may have been saying, God, they're sinning, but mm-hmm. he didn't say, God, deliver me. Correct. So he had not yet asked the right question, right? He may be saying, God, this sin is terrible. Um, was it Ezekiel that the Lord took him through and the showed the angel that was marking all those who sighed mm-hmm. at yes. the yes. abominations going on, all whose hearts were rent inside to watch the evil and the wickedness and the abominations. They didn't rejoice. They didn't love to see unrighteousness, but they hated it. It hurt them and they cried out for the heart of God, but it doesn't mean that they actually asked the correct question that needs to be asked because Lot needed to get, again, he needed to depart. Amen. Instead of going, this is my home, take the wickedness away. He should have said, God, I need to separate myself from this. I don't care if I've lived here. And maybe he thought that, but he listened more to the, the perspective of his wife and his daughters about staying there. Who knows? But at this moment that God is coming to Abraham, Lot hadn't asked the right question yet. He had not interceded on his own behalf to be saved at this point. Mm -hmm. So God went to someone who could pray in faith. And that's exactly what this is. He's having a conversation of confidence towards God to say, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on who's ever there. Right? Yes, mommy. Yes. So that being said, God is the good God. Now here's the evil heart. Remember we read the parable and um about the minas we read that actually for um a different radio program but in was it luke 19 yes yes the the one who had done well and had 10 minas was given 
the one Mina that the one who the wicked one who buried his Mina brought it back, right? Yes, the Lord. bystander said, "What?" But Lord, he has one. He has, he has ten. ten. Don't give him any more God. Yes, they said not the but they as in there was a group. Yeah, the other people who were bystanders, mm. they weren't the clearly the one that got the ten Minas. Right. Maybe the one who had five was involved, maybe not. But the other servants who were around said, don't give him any more. He's got too much. And the wicked mind would say a, um, a child should die for the sin of their father. Mm-hmm. God covers that in Ezekiel 18 and Ezekiel 33. He said, Man. that's not my way of doing things. This is what God is saying to them. This is not my way. That's your way. You say, why not? Why shouldn't? A son Mm -hmm. bear the sin of his father. And I'm saying, no, if the son lives righteously and his father is wicked, the son is going to live because of his righteousness. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's the natural carnal, the sin nature who wants to think and operate in those terms. Not our God. What else? Was I'll go. All right. Well, what the Lord was sharing with me inside of this was that as we see here, that he's talking about all those who heard, but we all, we have to question that. And I know inside my own life, my own life, there's been times where the words have fell on my ears, and I wasn't actually listening or paying attention. And that goes back to what we've been discussing throughout this, um, throughout chapter three. It comes down to our heart towards God, that actually denotes whether we're listening or not. On the outside, on the outward surface, it looked like the children of Israel were doing what the Lord wanted them for to do for a moment. It looked like okay, How so? meaning that when uh when Moses went up to the mountain, they said, of course they said, no, we're not going to do that. But as you tell us to do, that's what we'll do. And then we see there's various periods of where they were able to be blessed because of what they were doing. And the um one example being when. But isn't that what's said every time? Yes, but, Dad. Oh yeah, we'll do all the words that that are well, even in in Deuteronomy thirty one, right? When he says, hey, put this book, the book of the law, next to the Ark of the Testimony, right? Or next to the tabernacle. Yes. And he gave it to the priests. And what did they say? Or the Levites. And what did they say? We will follow all the words in this law. We'll do all the words written in this law or in this book. Absolutely. And what was Moses' response? Yeah, right. You don't even do it in my sight. I know you're not going to do it when I'm gone. If you won't do it in my sight, you won't do it when I'm gone. Exactly. I'm pretty sure Joshua had a similar, like, mm, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, right. Exactly. At the end of his life, he says, or yeah, towards the end of his life, right? He says, no, you choose this day whom you will serve, whether it be the Lord God, I'm paraphrasing, or the gods of the other nations, of Egypt and the other nations. And and they said something, so, oh, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll serve him too. We'll also serve God. And he says, no, 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 no. There's not a... Lump him in with everybody else. It's him and none other, or you're going to be serving everything else. So you choose this day. to Again, here we are again with today, mm-hmm. whom you will serve. Make that yes. right? lifetime decision. I don't, well, here how Moses said it repeatedly. I set before you today, life and death, the blessing and the curse. But choose life, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And how we see that they had to make an, um, a decision by which to live by. And they, they were saying all the right words. It would seem on the surface. 
oh man, we're going to do this and this is how we're going to act. But that's not what was truly inside their hearts. And that extends to the point where they weren't actually listening to the Lord. They didn't actually hear him. They heard the words and they saw the acts, but they didn't understand who he was. Moses had a personal relationship with the Lord and was able to understand because he was actively listening to the Lord to go and do what the Lord told him to do. Whereas the children of Israel were just looking and trying to hear if Moses was coming down the mountain so that way they had knew how much time they had to do whatever they wanted to. And that should not be our perspective here inside of our life right now. We should be listening to the Holy Spirit in order to move forward in, in ordinance of what he's telling us to do, move and step with him. Not so that way we can try to circumvent and say, oh, Lord, I didn't hear that. But we should be actively in tune with them in all manners, in all regards. The children of Israel were held accountable for what they heard. And we see that inside the Gospels as well. They were held accountable for what was spoken to them. Because yeah. remember, they had this habit of stopping their ears. Right? That's how they allowed themselves to kill Stephen. The martyr, yes. they stopped their ears. And then, la, 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 I can't hear you. But God knows. You're accountable that the word was spoken to you because he said, here's your chance and your opportunity. Whether you took it to mean that, whether you paid attention to it, whether you thought it was important, doesn't matter. The opportunity comes when the Lord speaks to you. We're accountable for what he said to us, not whether we remember or not, not whether yes. we wanted to listen at the time, not that we, I didn't hear you, God. He knows. He knows what you heard. He made those ears, right? <laughs> yes. So there's no tricking him. There's no semantics. There's no word jumbles or gameplay with God. Promise. We have been reading about inside the section of scripture and with Charles, I believe you mentioned talking about how that and mommy, you mentioned how they didn't think rightly of God. And the Lord was reminding me of how thinking of rightly of God, not thinking rightly of God isn't just going, well, gosh, you're going to do all these things to me. It's more so believing that God is going to let something to happen. And I would like to bring you to Job. And talking about how inside of the first five um, verses. Of what chapter? One. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. How Job was, he his children would go party for the weekend. And then after they did that, Job would make atonement for them. That's me paraphrasing because he was afraid of that his children had cursed God and as a result would bring judgment on themselves. He did it daily. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then going to, going from verse 6 to verse 12, talking about when the devil came to test Job and to see if he would curse God, the only reason that door was open was because of unbelief, going back to Hebrews. Let me flip there real quick. And how while the the bigger sin that God is judging is whether or not we're believing him. That's the very first one that he's going to judge. If we don't believe him, we already know that those people are going to go to hell. Those that do believe him and are obedient to him, those are going to go to heaven. The same, the same applies here. We can't expect to believe. We can't expect to be going, well, Lord, you're going to do all these things to me. 
because we know that's automatically going to force us to not force us. We're automatically going to sin because instead of actually thinking of God's ever right light, we're going to think no matter what we do, we're going to go to hell, which is the wrong perspective. God wishes that all God wishes that none should perish, but all should but all should have eternal life. And the way we first see that is first by spending time inside of God's word, not taking what other people said as gospel. Um, I believe inside of Acts talking about the church at Brunei, how it said they searched the scriptures daily to see whether or not what Paul was saying was true. You mean this, the Bereans? Church oh. of Berea? Yes, okay. sorry. No, it's all right. I just want to... I want to make it clear for the listeners, but continue, sir. And how it said they searched the scriptures daily, and because of that, God was able to work in them and bring more to salvation. The same should apply to us. We shouldn't, whenever God tells us something, as First John, I believe, talks about, we should be testing the spirit. Okay, what else? And that was it. Okay. Test the spirit for what? Oh, yes. Sorry. To see whether or not the spirit actually came from God. Because once we do that, then God's able to first minister to us. And it'll also help us build up our skill inside of using the word of God. A reference to Ephesians 6 talking about the talking about spiritual warfare. We'll be able to build up to that. And as a result, God's able to entrust us. And the more we do that, the more we'll be able to receive from God. Amen. And that comes from having, you must have a believing heart, right? A, yes. a heart where the Lord is your treasure to experience all the fullness as in the Lord's best in every area and aspect, right? Yes. That is the key. He says very plainly in scripture where your heart is, there your treasure is also, right? So yes. what's in our heart is our treasure. As we've been talking about this, and has been brought up in the past few episodes, that's for us to examine ourselves. Is the Lord our treasure? Is he our pearl of great price? Our reward? Is he our, I'll say, our desire? The desire of our heart? Or has he brought us out of Egypt, but Egypt still remains in your heart? Has he brought you out of Egypt? And does Egypt still remain in your heart, regardless of where he brings you? What is your treasure? And and yes, I, I hope it's the Lord. But that's a choice and a decision that you must make for you. No one else can make that choice or that decision for you. Yes. You have to have made that choice of what your heart's desire, your the treasure of your heart is because it will manifest in every area and aspect of your life. So while again, words may be able to fool some and deceive some, the Lord knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart. He's not fooled. He's not mocked. Yes. So just something for us to understand about our Lord and savior and ourselves and to examine ourselves before the Lord. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. 
Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you that you have given us the opportunity, Lord, to examine ourselves, Lord, and that you have given us the opportunity to come to you, Lord, with our issues, Lord, so that way you can address them, Lord, and that you can help us take care of them, Lord. We just thank you that you have given us that ability, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the grace and the mercy that you have extended to us in that period, Lord, that you have not judged us based off our worst actions, Lord, but that you look at us with love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.